Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one and only Pup... Wait, wait, is it just me or does Thatch kind of look like Tom from MySpace? Anyway, Puckle Podcast! It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Grab your friends, it's that time Stop again! Yeah. Listen to the show with a phone and a friend, it's Puckle! And welcome to the 268th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Maximus and Lloyd Yashiro. And we're here to bring you the 268th episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. But we're more than a Pokemon podcast, friends. We are also a Pokemon community. So if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, we hope you stick around and you like us all. Uh, we, we really hope you, we, we strive for your, your approval. And, <laughs> and if you're old, uh, welcome back to the show. And I hope you enjoy our discussions. So as always, guys, uh, Puckle, of course, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. By we, it's just me, cause I was the only one around at that time. Uh, <laughs> and so let's not look too We're much into it. We're just in it for the ride. <laughs> you guys didn't, you guys didn't get to choose the name, unfortunately. Uh, and so we're gonna, we're of course gonna bring you a Pokemon podcast where we talk everything about Pokemon. So just buckle up and we're gonna, we're gonna, ha- we're gonna take you for a ride. All right. So guys, take you for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately? It's been a while since, but po- well, now Maximus, you were just on the show a few weeks ago, but what if Jushiro hasn't been on the main show in a while? Oh yeah. I've been, uh, completely, uh, constantly being show blocked. That's true. Uh, from- <laughs> that is honestly true. <laughs> because obviously people want that uh, trivia uh, prize, and Jushiro uh, it, can't yeah. have it. But no, it's been it's been a long time. But it's uh, I've been busy in Puckle. It hasn't. It's not that I haven't been busy in Puckle. I've been recording uh, live shows and uh, obviously the TCG cast, mm-hmm. and even being in the movie club. You, you guys should all uh, hopefully have heard all of those. And um, apart from being very Puckle uh, busy, I've also been reorganizing New Year. 
new cha- new challenges, new new goals. So I've um, been reorganizing my cards. I've been playing a little bit more of the uh, Sun and Moon. I- I've been meaning to uh, start Sun. I haven't been able to done, uh, do that yet because I want to catch all the Ultra Beasts and Moon first before I do that. But it's been pretty Pokemon-centric. That's good. That's good. I mean, hmm. yeah. do you have any uh, Pokemon New Year's resolutions per se? Yes, I truly want to learn how to freaking play competitively in the VGC because, you know, I got to expand my, my horizon. The VGC is a little rough right now. I'm not going to lie. VGC 17 is a little rough right now. Start, though. It's so I can make all the mistakes everyone else is doing and not no, no, feel too the, bad. About it. No, no, this is definitely this is definitely the year to play. Like if you're going to get into the VGC, this is the year. I, mean, I don't know if you listened to the battle cast that we put out a few weeks ago to do that yeah this is this is definitely the year to get into it like absolutely the year to get into it uh because it it, it's definitely got uh it's got the learning curve to a place where i think it's going to be the easiest to enter enter the vgc yeah not to mention ou like this i think the same goes for ou right now but when it when it be uh i'm scared that once the bank is available that things suddenly will become overwhelming again so I'm kind of worried about that. But uh, I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be because the meta is going to be pretty stable by then, honestly. Because, uh, well, at least in uh, not in VGC, but in OU, OU, it's definitely going to be stable once bank drops because they're already playing it on Showdown. <laughs> Pokebank, <laughs> Pokebank OU is the dominant tier that people are playing on Showdown right now, and gotcha. so that that meta is actually being stabilized right now. And there's actually gotcha. there's a tier list that's forming. Pretty much everything that it pretty much OU is forming. I wouldn't say UU or NU are formed yet, but uh, OU is forming, and they're pretty much like, okay, this Pokemon's not good. It doesn't need to be an OU. It can be an UU. Like that's where they're at right now. But other than that, instead of goals, it's not necessarily a Pokemon-centric one, but it is a Nintendo one. And it's I am uh, many of you know that I'm heading over to Japan on March. Which happens to be the same month that the Switch might be uh, is going to be released, and I am hoping they announce the date and it lies uh, on the same time that I am in Japan, so I can go to its release uh, over at Nintendo Japan. So I'm they, excited. They for are that. they are going to announce it next week or this week? This yeah. week, not next week. This week at this point. So uh, I hope it's somewhere between uh, the 12th and the 20th. I think. I think the rumor there. right now is the 18th. Oh, that would be perfect. It's like the 18th and the 19th. I think that's the rumor I'll right now. I'll be buying myself a Japanese Switch since they're not region locked. That's true. They aren't region locked. That's true. Yeah. Well, as far as we know right now. You don't know that's not region locked. No, they yet. are. They already said. Did so they, did they announce it? Be, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's not going to be region locked. The yeah. 3DS is no longer region locked anymore. Is it? I don't believe I you. I don't think so. I don't believe you. I'm Thank pretty goodness. sure it's not. If it is, then I'm mistaken. But I, I, there's one console for Nintendo that has already been released that it was already not region locked. I just can't remember which one now. I don't think it's the 3DS. I, unless, unless there's like a massive update, but that's fine. Uh, what about you, Maximus? What have you been up to Pokemon-wise? Pokemon-wise, Pokemon-wise. Well, Pokemon-wise, I've been catching new Pokemon and starting to trying to catch the Ultra Beast. It's trying to make... Just trying to get them to the right nature and at least four EV or four um, max IVs so I can just bottle cap them later on, make that a little bit easier. But other than that, uh, Puckle wise, um, speaking with some of the other Pokalonians as far as um, events coming up, like someone actually emailed me. I said, like, I still want really? to get my email. Yeah. yeah. I said, oh, that's right. I put it on the on the site. Yeah. 
on that's it. And I, I, t- I was thought about it. Said maybe I, I, should I leave that on there or should I leave it off or I don't know. But um, they were asking me like as far as like well, there's stuff like do we have in store? I told them well, as far as like stuff coming up, I just told them just look at the calendar. I told them about the different podcasts that we we're coming up with, and just they just want to see cool, cool. They, they literally just said cool. Cool. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> with a smiley face and they had the thumbs up icon yeah oh man oh, oh by yeah. the way quick side uh quick jump in uh it's the nintendo ds it was the one that wasn't yeah the, locked. yeah the, i think everything like prior to like the wii u was or the wii u and 3ds were like not region locked yeah, yeah. I, they, they just like started region locking out of nowhere it was really weird i hope they stop well they already said if, I, it, if it's still a rumor, I don't know, but it's pretty heavily said that the Switch will not be region. I, I'm not surprised around. at this point because anything about the Switch is like super leaky right now. <laughs> yes, it is. It's super leaky. They, they also, and sorry to jump in in your time, Maximus, uh, they also announced, uh, or the rumor is heavy that uh, it's going to have a Type-C charger and it's going yeah. to charge from 0 to 100% in 30 minutes. Possible. Uh, but we can talk. That's this is not for that shit. This is not for this show. Uh, so, anything else you want to add, Maximus? Uh, no, just Pokemon wise. Um, as far as um, I guess since you gave you asked about his New Year's Pokemon yeah, resolution, absolutely. If you have any, uh, my trying to keep myself sane while trying to play OU. Um, <laughs> Because there's like some a lot of weird battles I've been in. Like I, I don't know if you guys saw the um, that um, video of the of showdown I sent out, but I was going against a trainer with three legendaries, one being um, Primal Groudon. I had an unknown, uh, I believe, unknown. Wait, was this was this random battle? Yeah, random battle. Okay, I'm just gonna say I'm like, why did you bring it unknown? <laughs> no, this is straight random battle. It's it was just straight weird. I it's funny. I had Gliscor and it wasn't the right Gliscor set, and I was kind of <laughs> disappointed. I never get Gliscor on random, and it went down one turn. Oh man! So yeah, so disappointed. Oh, but I ended up winning it by a slither of health <laughs> against a sweet coon. I was, so, uh, I, I myself have been building teams for the patrons, um, because, uh, I gave them until, I guess, the day this launches to, like, uh, pick the Pokemon this month that they wanna, they want us to build a team around, and then give them a team list, and then distribute that Pokemon. Um, and I know I gave them on Monday, but, uh, looking at the results of the poll, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious who's winning. I'll announce it on Monday, be, along with the team list, probably, because, uh, Shamu and I went back and forth on a team list, and I think we found one that works out pretty well. Um, I accidentally, like I was playing around with it and I intending to fix it some more. And I found out that I, I laddered to like 1500 with it and I didn't even know. Uh, so that was nice. I was just, I was just playing around, playing match after match, just being like, okay, I need to see if I can fix this. Da, 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 da. And then I was just like, oh, I'm in 1500. Maybe this team's fine. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, uh, the team, the team's pretty decent. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I've been playing around with that. I'll I'll build a real game, a real in-game version of that, and use it on the stream this week. I didn't have time to do it last week. I was really upset because a lot of things happened last week, and I wasn't able to uh, get to streaming. So this week I will because I'll be gone actually the week after this. Um, because I get to go to Santa Fe for work, so I won't be able to stream that week, unfortunately. 
Uh, maybe on the Friday. We don't know. On the 20th, maybe. Or is that the 20th? I think so. So mm-hmm. that is, uh, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. I've been doing that. I've been working on some a lot of Puckle stuff because I've been trying to get some stuff in line to move on. I, I need to, uh, I was telling these guys before the show, this is the week that I have to actually start thinking about PuckleCon because we still, TPCI has just been awful at announcing their events this year. Like Tell absolutely me awful. About it absolutely awful like yes. um it, it's just they've been so garbage i don't think i can look find an event farther than three weeks ahead of me right now mm. and th- we know of the next international but it's in march and that's yep. the o- that's all we know and so we don't know anything about nationals so PucoCon may very well not take place at nationals this year yeah. um well there with, is no nationals but, or well yeah. at the international this year yeah um so it, it could just be a thing where we kind of all get together and hang out and have a good time do some puckle stuff and just get some yeah i mean it's gonna be like a super awesome like content creation weekend and stuff pretty much like a three-day party that's how i'm imagining it and and for those that say that well you know we do going to a pokemon event is your excuse to go to a PuckleCon. please note that maximus and i can say by experience that once we met for nationals and PuckleCon, by the second day we didn't even want to go to nationals we just wanted to hang out and just do puckle stuff so it is a lot of fun it is yeah it is a lot of fun it is just imagine just being in a room with 20 of your best friends you didn't know you have uh it is just (laughs) one hell of a time so for any one of you who might be considering go even though there's not may not be a pokemon event Mm -hmm. still go because you're gonna have the time of your life it's really good Absolutely. Like I, I cannot say it better. I mean, um, it's not. It's more than the Pokemon. We did it the past two years at a Pokemon event, which I think was a good excuse to get us going. Um, the first time, but now that we've got like a core group of people, I think even if you're if you've never talked to us before, I mean, look at Woody. He was like a yeah. huge thing. We never talked to him before that before we hung out. And so, if you just want to like come and hang out and talk some Pokemon, like this is definitely the place for you to go. I mean. Uh, well, we're gonna get more details worked out probably by the end of the end of the month, and we'll we'll have something solidified by January thirty first. I will have something solidified so people can like plan their travel arrangements and stuff. Uh, other than that, though, that's what's going on. Uh, we have to kick it on over to the news though and talk about what's been going on in Pokemon. So let's cue the epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. So in the news this week, we have a few different things. I think I think this is actually like probably the most casual news segment I've ever had um, on this show. Like it's just full of things that are like super casual. Well, we have a casual relationship, Thatch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so the first thing I think I think probably the biggest thing is that if you own a Wii U and you're like, man, I wanted to play Pokemon Snap on this. But you've lived in America, and it was the only region that didn't have Pokemon Snap on the on the virtual console. Well, you're in luck. After like a year of it being on every other virtual console, like the European and the Japanese virtual console, you can now download Pokemon Snap in North America. Yeah. So, two months before two months before the Switch comes out. Yeah, two months before the Switch comes out. Exactly. <laughs> it, it better be on the Switch when you first get it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, I I don't think it, I I think the Switch is going to be very disappointing the virtual console lineup. I definitely think that. Um, 
So that that's cool. I mean, you can go get it now. Like, it's a game that's been out. Like Fluffiest is like, I've had this for like a year. And we're sitting over here like, oh, I just got it on Wednesday. So, uh, or not Wednesday, on Thursday, because that's when they update the eShop. But now you can go play it on your Wii U. So have fun, everybody. Yep, on your dead console. <laughs> you know you can't buy those anymore? You can't buy a Wii U now. You can't buy it just leftovers. Once they're out, they're out. Yeah, no, like, I've I've gone to so many stores where they're just gone. Yep. They're just gone. Like, you can't buy the console anymore. They stopped it, making them in like in, when was it? October, was it? Yeah, they stopped, they stopped was... doing, they stopped making them and they did a, I think they, I heard they did a recall, actually. Yeah. Recall. And Nintendo still refuses to say that the Switch is a, re- a replacement for the Wii U. It's just, it that, is. It absolutely is. Oh, it is ridiculous. Just say it. Say it. I think they're just in denial about, because it's gonna, it's gonna kill the 3DS as well, but whatever. Um, we'll see. The 3DS has a better battery life. We'll give it that. Um, but let, moving on to more Pokemon-related news. Um, so another cha- another competition has popped up for Pokemon Sun and Moon. And this might be something you might want to try out, Yoshiro. For sure. Uh, the Alola Friendly is going to be happening this month. It, the competition itself is going to run from January 27th to the 29th. And registration opens up on January 19th, so like two weeks from now. So what this is, is you can only use Pokemon from the Alola decks, minus, of course, Cosmog, Cosmoam, Sogaleo, Lunala, Magearna, Necrozma, and Zygarde. You can't use those guys. But you can use everybody else. Uh, that sounds you get, awesome. It, it's all single battle, um, but it's it's bring six, choose three. So it's standard battle spot, pretty much. Uh, no Megastones. Happen- Go ahead, Jushiro. Oh, so no, that this would happen when by the end of uh, January? Yeah, it's gonna. So the competition itself runs from the twenty seventh to the 29th, and you get fifteen battles a day. Hmm, it's pretty much a standard. Yeah, and if you do it, see. if you do it, do it, the prize is fifty battle points. Fantastic, because battle points are hard to come by nowadays. Oh, they are. Uh, it's kind of rough to get them because the battle tree doesn't like have the best output. Mm. Uh, neither does the battle royale. So it is Dirty. something that people are complaining about. You have to farm a lot of battle points, especially um, if you want to get all of the Megastones. Because okay. they're all 64 battle points apiece. Wow. Yeah. So even if you do, if you participate, you can still not buy one of those. No, but if you just go do like 12 battles in the battle tree, you'll get enough to... Or 14 battles in the battle tree, you'll get enough. Okay. And I was thinking the number was divisible by 12, and that came out of my mouth for some reason. Whatever. Uh, just just smack things. <laughs> Whatever. We all uh, have snack here to help us back up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so so that's really cool. I'm actually going to probably try to jump into this, because I have plenty of singles teams right now, and I can probably just make one so that we can I can jump into the Alola friendly. And it sounds like a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. It really does. I'm definitely going to participate. So stay tuned, guys. The Jishiro, the you know the VGC retard, is going to be able to do this. I know. It's, it's not even about VGC. This yeah. is single battles. So no, well, what, that's the thing I have to change. When I say VGC, it's um, I, oh, just, just video, video game, game in general. general. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is this is single. This is battle spot singles, which I think is a lot of fun. I think battle spots a lot of fun. It's a fast paced meta. And it was at least last gen. I haven't played any Battle Spot singles in uh, Gen 7 yet. Um, finally, uh, I, I think probably one of the more important things for those of you out there, if you're just playing Pokemon Sun and Moon and you have not downloaded the Munchlax with the Snorlium Z yet, you have until Wednesday to grab that. Um, that is going to be going offline starting Wednesday. So go ahead and go grab it. 
there's no other way to get Snorlium Z other than through this event. I'm sure, though, like in a year, we're going to get another Pokemon game. And it's going to be like, oh, Snorlium Z, you just get it for like existing. Kind of like Blazikenite. But I would definitely go ahead and grab that while you can so you can get Snorlium Z just, so, just for the animation of Giga Impact. I mean, or not Giga Impact, uh, Pulverizing Pancake. Yeah. That's the only reason. Um, for those of you who, uh, I know a lot of people actually get confused when they download it and they're like, I can't use Pulverizing Pancake. Well, you have to make sure that um, Snorlax has Giga Impact before you do that. Yeah. So just just remember that. All right. So that is that is actually it in Pokemon news. Uh, it was a very unexciting week in Pokemon news. <laughs> Uh, oh, 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 one other thing I did forget is that the Pokemon Sun and Moon manga did start. So there is that. Everybody remember that. <laughs> Which is super exciting because the manga yeah. is super awesome. The manga is super mm-hmm. awesome. We did an episode on it like two years ago, I think. And we only got through like red, blue, and green. And I'm like, next one we'll do yellow. And then we never got back to it. Oh, we got to do that. Invite me over for that one. Cause we I definitely, we definitely need to do, we definitely need to wrap up some manga because the manga is I like re- my jam. I read Yellow and I love. It's my favorite one. Granted, I stopped at uh, um, Diamond and Pearl, but Yellow remained to me my favorite one. Uh, saga. I, think, I think up until Emerald, like the story is really good. Um, after Emerald, though, it's not. It's not as good. So, but it's it's fantastic. I I would suggest if anybody wants to read the manga, read the manga. I do want to do an episode on that though in the near future, maybe next month or something like that, or in the coming weeks. We'll discuss. We'll discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Okay. And so uh, in Puckle news, of course, I would like to remind everybody that Puckle TCG mats are still up on the Etsy store, though they might not be there for long. Uh, we only have a few of them left. So if you'd like a Puckle TCG mat, go ahead and go to the Etsy store, grab grab and, grab and a TCG mat uh, while you can. They are amazing. They look uh, – photos don't do it justice. It's really, really cool. It's really pretty. I got mine uh, a few days ago, and I love it. I can't wait to try it out. And definitely, guys, it's worth any penny. Plus, it we have it at a great price. Nowadays, you can't find good quality mats for less than twenty five dollars, twenty to twenty five. And this one is less than that, and it's really, really good. I, it's yeah. It's uh. I think if you live in the United States, the mat itself comes out to be um fifteen ninety nine with shipping. Mm-hmm. So. Do definitely check that out. So I just wanted to throw it out there that they're there. And it, once they're gone, they're gone. We're not doing another run right now in any foreseeable future or anything. So um, definitely go and do it if you want a TCG mat and you want to, like, play some Pokemon TCG on a Puckle logo. They're actually really nice. I got them on my desk right now. I use them as desk mats. All right. So that is it for Pokemon News, uh, or our news segment. So... Uh, we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz our co-hosts on their Pokemon knowledge. And on to Puckle's Poke Quiz. This is the segment of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. Of course, as always, lower your browsers, gentlemen, because you are no longer allowed to use the internet. You have to use what's in your brain to answer these questions. So we have five of these questions. There are six points up for grabs with these five questions because one of them will have two uh, two answers. Um, now, if you can get all of the answers correct uh, without using the without using the hint, you can get an extra point. So there's a total of seven points up for grabs right now, depending on whether or not you want to use a hint. 
Of course, as always, you get one minute to answer each question. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what there is. Those are the rules. Um, now, I do want to make it clear because I've been asked this multiple times since Sun and Moon were released. Yes, Sun and Moon is uh, is applicable to a lot of these questions. Um, and also, also, not to mention that um, Pokemon things like Pokemon Coliseum and Pokemon Gale of Darkness, when it comes to Pokemon mechanics, I will not say location data, but mechanics, they do count, if that makes sense. Okay. In our questions. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right on into the questions then. So are you guys ready? Ready as I will be. Okay. So I think all of these are pretty like relatively easy questions. But then again, I thought the lure ball question was an easy one. Uh, and I'm still getting flack for that. So, um, okay, here we go. Question number one. What Pokemon has the lowest base stat total of all Pokemon? Hmm. It's either wishy-washy or sunkern. I think it's definitely wishy-washy. Yeah, because I think yeah, the new people are making up memes about that. Uh, yeah, about how weak course. it is. It's weaker than a mm-hmm. magic card. Hmm. Want to go wishy-washy? I want to well, go wishy-washy washy with the non-schooling form. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> Pre-changing to its uh, school form. Mm-hmm. Is that your? Uh, is that your final answer? Well, it take uh, 20 seconds to, <laughs> to check if we're right. I mean, what other options do we have? Uh, Magikarp is the other one. No, but uh, Sunkern's worse than Magikarp, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sunkern, yeah, that's true. That's so what I'm saying. Wishy-washy beat Sunkern as the worst, like, stat-wise. Yeah, but then it definitely is wishy-washy. Yep, that's our final answer. That is your final answer. That is correct. Wishy-washy is the new worst Pokemon, the non-schooling form, of course. It has a base stat total of 175. The Pokemon prior to that was Sunkern with a base stat total of 180. So mm-hmm. you you guys are correct. Wishy-washy is terrible. Unschooled, of course. Yeah. Uh, his base stat total when he's schooled is 620, so it's much, much, much higher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. What if you – can you change its ability – like like with skill squat sock or something like that in the middle of the battle? Because I know you can't do that with a couple abilities. I don't know. Happen? I haven't tried it. I don't know if anybody has. All right, then. We're going to move on to the next question, question number two. So question number two is, uh, what dual-type Pokemon has a pre-evolution that it shares no types with? Mm. One more time, sir. What, po- what dual-type Pokemon? So this Pokemon's dual-type. It has two types. It has a pre-evolution, though, that ne- has neither of those types. I'm thinking it's a Pokemon that has one type when it evolves, evolves into another type with no types. Uh, yeah. And I think... Oh. And Gen 7 is included, sir, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. I feel like it's one of the Pokemon from that generation. You think so? So I'm thinking on the top of my head. Hold on. Wait a minute. <clears throat> uh, oh, man. This one has me stumped. What evolves and changes... It's types completely. Yeah, I'm kind of stumping this one. Changes its type completely. Oh, man. I feel like the basic needs to be like ground or bug or something like that, and it changes completely when it evolves. I'm going to need an answer. I don't know why. Maximus, it's going to have to be your call this time because I have no clue. I can't even think of a Pokemon. Uh, Should we use the hint? You do have the hint. I it's kind of weird since this is the second question. I know, but we, what do we do? 
Well, we're not gonna we're gonna have to use it anyway, so we might yeah. as well. Hint. Oh, hint, please. Hint. It is a Gen Seven Pokemon. It's an Alolan form. See, and that doesn't help me at all because I still have <laughs> all the Pokemon in Gen Seven. Oh man, it's an Alolan um, form. Oh, it's an Alolan. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, then I know exactly what it is. It's the it's Marowak and Marowak. Yeah. Dang. Oh. It's, yeah. Is that your final oh, answer? Idiots. Yeah. Yeah. That is correct. Alolan Marowak is 100% correct. I'm so dumb right now. It's a fire ghost type, and uh, Cubone's a ground type, so. Oh, man. You know, it's weird. How come Cubone is not in Alolan form? Well, Pikachu isn't either. Or Execute. Yeah, that's just curious. Well, I understand why they didn't change Pikachu, but they changed Radita for some reason. And they changed Grimer, but, like, Execute and... And um, Cubone didn't change at all. No, Sand True and Vulpix changed as well. Mm-hmm. That's just weird. All right, so that gives you guys two points. We're gonna move on to the next question. Our next so, question so is going to be number C or <laughs> number three. I have it as C <laughs> on, on my number document. C. Number C. Off number C. That's a good number, right? Um, yep. According to its Pokedex entry, Bagon tries to trigger its evolution by doing what? Wasn't it jumping off cliffs? That's what I was going to say, jumping off cliffs. Is that your Trying final answer? Yeah. Yep. That is, that is absolutely correct. It actually explains why you find it, or where you find it on Mele Mele Island in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yep, on, it's a cliff. Well, it's on a cliff when you first find it, and then what's even funnier is you have a better chance of finding them on the bottom of the cliff. <laughs> um, like no joke it's a 5% chance on the top of the cliff and 10% on the bottom that's wow. hilarious yeah that's the only place you can find them and it's by a cliff I think it's it's so good to like add that to their lore alright so that's 3 points for you guys you guys are doing well here well we used our hint so we're, we're kind of disappointed on ourselves but we can, yeah, we're going to keep going <laughs> that's fine you keep going you're going to be fine so question number 4 which poison type Pokemon has both the highest attack and highest speed of all poison type Pokemon. It has to be the new one. Um, the evolution of uh, oh my god, what's the name? The the Salamander. Salazzle. Salazzle. It's speed and it hits hard. Oh wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to think fast poison. Fast it's got poison. the highest attack Gengar? and the highest speed stat of all Gengar, poison type Pokemon. It doesn't have the highest attack. So Gengar doesn't mean that, but it's, that means there's something faster than Gengar. Can you, can you repeat the question one more time, sir? What poison type Pokemon has both the highest attack and the highest speed stat of all poison type Pokemon? See, so he has attack and speed. I don't think it's Salazzle because Salazzle is more of a special user. This is, of course, including Mega Evolutions as well. Um, what? Me- oh, uh, uh, Crobat, no, but um, at this point, it, it is has fast. But, but it has to be Crobat. Yeah. What's faster than Crobat? What mega, what poison megas do we have? Oh, 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 Beedrill. Mega Beedrill. But I don't know how oh, fast there we it go. is. Yep, there we go. Is it fast? Yeah, it's fast. It's very fast. Uh, then you want to go with Beedrill. Mega Beedrill? Yes, go with Mega Beedrill. Mega Beedrill it is. That is correct, guys. That is four points for you. Nice. That is that is all four points there. So now we have the next question. Our next question. Mega Beedrill is the fastest and has the highest attack of all poison type Pokemon. So that's good for you guys. 
actually, a strategy with Mega Beatrill and what's gonna ne- what's gonna go away with the new mechanics in Pokemon Sun and Moon once we actually do get uh, Mega Beedrill or Beedrillite, because we do not have access to it right now. But uh, once we do get access to it, you no longer have to use Protect for a turn to get the speed, uh, since you oh, get nice. the speed boost now on the first turn. That's Mega right there. Yeah. Yeah. So Beedrill is going to be a force to be reckoned with, actually. And I'm glad because Beedrill has always been one of my favorite underrated Pokemon since Gen 1. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Butterfree didn't get anything. But yeah. Especially with Butterfree free. being in this game. Mm-hmm. All right. So question number five. And this one is worth two points. It's got two answers. And so you'll need to tell me both of them to get both points. Throughout the history of Pokemon... It has been possible to evolve Eevee into Espeon in two different ways. What are those two methods of evolving Eevee into Espeon? Okay, okay. Um, I know one. Well, one is obviously with friendship, mm-hmm. high friendship, and um, in the day cycle. In the day cycle, and I actually know the other one. What was the other one? In Pokemon um, XD Shadow of Darkness, you get a Sun Shard. A sun oh, shard that's right. Of- yes, yes. The Moon Shard and Sun Shard, yes. And you can evolve it that way as well. Yep, that's it. Is that your final answer? Yes. Those yes, are both correct. You can evolve Eevee into Espeon by, want first, of course, grab it, evolving it with high friendship during the day. And the Sun Shard in Gale of Darkness was used as a one-off way to evolve Eevee into uh, Espeon. Also, you could, of course, use the uh, the Moon Shard, I believe. They had one for uh, Eevee into Umbreon as well, because back then, um, there weren't. it wasn't very evident how to evolve them into Espeon and Umbreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could definitely do it, though, in uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, I felt bad for, if you had a Pokemon that evolved through friendship in those games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at that. It took forever. It was just so that you could have Espeon and Umbreon as your starter in the game, essentially, because they'd hand you the stone or they'd hand you the shard. You got to pick mm-hmm. which one you want at the beginning of the game. And so uh, that is it for the questions today. You guys got six points. Woo! So that's, you know that's, what? I'm still mad. We could have had seven. Wait, unless you took – wait, is the hint thing still there or uh, – yeah, No, because you guys used the hint, so you guys can't no, have the point. No, no. If we didn't use the hint, we got all of the questions right. Yeah, you would have – you would have uh, absolutely. Man, that, uh, man, uh, that changes see. the leaderboard though quite significantly. So let me click my magic button so that I don't uh, miss uh, misspeak it this time. So, in first place, we have Jushiro. He has moved up to first with 25 oh. points. He's one away from that hoodie, guys. Uh, oh as a reminder, God. the first person to 30 gets the Puckle hoodie. But he's one away, but he has 25 points. Oh, no, he, he's clo- he might be one show away if he gets five points. Like, oh. if he did, does as well as he did today, he, he can get it next time. Right. Gator, I'm looking at you. Uh, gonna, Gator is in I'm second place <laughs> with 23 points. Dr. Shamu is in third with 20 points. In fourth place is Mr. Maximus with 19 points. In fifth place is the Fluffiest Whimsicott with 17 points. See how these are all like so close together? It's fantastic. In sixth place, we have Professor Snag with 16 points. In seventh place, we have Bo with 10 points. In 8th place, we have Viger with 5. And in ninth place, we have Ethan with 4. So that is uh, that is where we are. So we are close to the end here, guys, before we have to reset the ladder. So, of course, we are going to move on then to the topic today. So we are going to take a short break, and we will see you when it's over. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. 
First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome back, guys, onto the topic. Our topic today is going to be the Alola region itself. Uh, we, I, I do this all the time. If you go back in the catalogs, you can see a bunch of episodes where we've talked about the regions of specific uh, games and how that influenced a lot of the game. And it's just a fun aspect to kind of get a discussion going about. Uh, kind of like the Bagon thing we were just talking about and how when you find it on Melee Melee Island, there's a cliff it's jumping off. Uh, these these yep. regions have a bunch of little Easter eggs in them with uh, a lot of inspiration. It's lore, and, and lore is there to make a, a fantasy world just come alive because yeah, it's – go ahead. Yeah, well, it, it's pretty much – this episode's going to be us like talking about Easter eggs essentially. I mean yep. – uh, not not straightforward, but it's so so. The, for those of you who don't know, uh, Alola is based on Hawaii. <laughs> uh, you don't say. Yeah, right. Um, and I I honestly like I my 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 past year was just full of Hawaii. Let me tell you, because like I went there for my honeymoon. I went I went to I went to Oahu, uh, which is what the basis for Meli Meli Island is. By the way, um, I went to mm-hmm. Oahu. And then I went to, uh, and then you know, I I got really into the movie Moana this year. <laughs> oh, it's so good, and the music <laughs> it, from Lin Manuel so good. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good movie. Um, I still gotta I, see it. I would suggest going to see it, Maximus. It was a good movie. Fun um, fact to all those who don't know the the writer of the songs, most of the songs in Moana is the writer of Hamilton. So <laughs> I'm sure that's what everybody wanted to know. <laughs> it is important information. It's important because uh, he is Yushiro's man crush. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> and so – but they did a fantastic job with this Hawaii, Hawaiian theme because I, I, I think – I feel like Hawaii is just becoming more um, – like the actual culture is coming to the public eye a lot more, especially recently. I mean I might be biased because of the echo chambers I'm in. Uh, in no, no. That, you're completely right. You, you I, I feel right. like I feel like the Polynesian culture is coming coming up as like its own distinct culture, and because I don't know, I felt like I, I feel like if you would have gone back 15 years ago, and mm-hmm. you would have talked to somebody about Hawaii, they would have been like, "Oh yeah, that's part of the United States," you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody would be like, "Oh yeah, they have this awesome rich culture." Da 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 da. Um, I'm probably so biased, and somebody's gonna be like, "No, it's wrong, Thatch." Um, but whatever. Uh, I I love the I love the Hawaiian culture. The Hawaiian culture is fantastic. They eat a lot of pork, and. <laughs> Good people, them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this region was just it um, more than more so than other regions, which you know um, the first four regions in Pokemon were all based on um, were all based on Japan, right? You know they were all different regions in Japan, and I honestly you could you could feel some inspiration from the real life locations, but not much. Yeah, I mean, I, I think from the original ones, I think Johto is would be the one that it resembles more Japan than even Kanto. Uh, <clears throat> I think, Hawaii. I think, I think, I think Kanto, um, really? if anything, is is the way it is hmm. because okay. uh, I mean, first of all, it's limited. It's limited by the uh, the art, right? Um, of course, yes. Because we have this, we have sprite art, and it's like eight bit, and it's fantastic in retro glory, uh, but. 
Uh, you know, like I, I feel like that is the probably the most westernized section of Japan, right? Tokyo. Mm. But uh, okay. I mean, I, you somebody we we should have Scrawn on for this episode now. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. But I feel like he's gonna he's gonna just like slap me tomorrow <laughs> when he listens to this. He's gonna be like, it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> and but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that is just the most where you could resemble it as like giant city. And I mean, I don't know where Cerulean City would be in Japan, but <laughs> but I mean, I, I, Johto. What I feel very Japan about Johto oh, is once you get to uh, Ikuchi City, Ikuchi and you see City. the towers mm-hmm. and the music that is, and then you fight with the uh, kimono girls and all that Japanese culture. That oh, there's a, there's I, a lot. I know I know Kyoto is definitely like more buried in that tradition than Tokyo is. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I was trying to say. Maybe not Westernized was the right word back when I was saying that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely full of, it's got more of that old traditional culture. And so that's, you know, that's what I critique city is, is Kyoto. And so, okay. um, yeah, fun fact. <laughs> and so, and so th- that's what they're right next to each other. It's fantastic. Uh, and let's, let's do <laughs> that again. Let's do that again. Game freak. Let's just, now you <laughs> see these two regions now make them kiss. Uh, <laughs> shipping. <laughs> So yeah, we move with, out of Japan for the first time, right? And that will be for Gen 5, if I'm not mistaken, uh, right? Yeah, uh, technically – okay, so technically in a main series game, Gen 5. But fun fact, if you go back to uh, what we were talking about in the trivia section, we were talking about um, we were talking about Gale of Darkness and Colosseum. Yeah. Actually, those that region or that they both take place in is actually based on the western U.S. Oh, really? Yeah, fun oh. fact. I don't oh, know. Oh, the desert. The desert, the desert over yeah, there by like where New Mexico and Arizona is. And then there's that one village that's like in a rainforest that's up by Washington. Mm-hmm. And, it's California. Yeah, yeah and the, it's mostly in like Cal- desert California. Have you played these games, Jushiro, by the way? I did, but when it came out and so long ago, I don't remember. Exactly. Okay. I, w- I would suggest getting in a playthrough in again. Uh, oh, no, for sure. Now, especially since I live in the western part of the U.S. now, I can yeah. get the references. When I played the first time, I just yeah. live in Puerto Rico, so I was it, Well, I, I feel compared to uh, compared to this and uh, probably Kalos, um, the regions back then were much more subtly inspired. Mm-hmm. And these, um, I like that's probably one of the downsides I'd say about Alola is that it was kind of like in your face. Hey, look, we're based on Hawaii. Uh, call that a downside, but I get you. Uh, <laughs> but there's also really... the fact that um, they were building regions on their own culture and then mm-hmm. based on next regions based on other cultures. So you kind of put a little bit more effort trying to make. Oh yeah, I think look I I think they're definitely trying to do more, especially after they left Japan. They're just kind of like, hey, we need to like actually show that it's based on this culture, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, Unova wasn't so much. I think the biggest one was that there was a basketball player. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> me. That's, like, the only thing I can pick out in Unova that's make, like, this is New York, you know? Yeah. Other than that, I'm just like, yeah, this is another Pokemon region. Um, but then when you get to Kalos, you can definitely tell it's French-inspired because of the way they, they ask you for tips, they do all this other stuff. I thought that was, like, the perfect amount. Kalos was the perfect amount of, like, yeah, there's, like, French – there's there's hints of French culture in here, you know? But it, I feel it was very in-your-face as well. I mean, you got the Professor Sycamore who who would occasionally say French ver- uh, 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 words. Okay, yeah, that's fair. 
So yeah, it was, and then the, ca- the cafe theme, which is very hip in, in French, you know, cafe stands everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was really in your face as well. I mean, and again, I don't, I don't call that a downside. I actually appreciate because it, it lends to a more rich Pokemon world where, Hey, Kalos is not the same as Kanto. They're two different regions. They have their own, not only their own different Pokemon, but they have their own different culture. They're all different tastes and they're all different I, flavor. I, I understand that. And maybe maybe I'm looking back with rose-colored glasses. And yeah. uh, Alola, though, the old, okay, so maybe maybe I'm just being like a little cynical because my least favorite thing is how everybody says hello to you by saying Alola. And I've just made the hand <laughs> motions. Um, yeah. Because that's like saying, it's like going up to somebody in Hawaii and being like, Hawaii. Uh, and like, like the, the equivalent of like, when you guys come to visit me, I go, Ohio, you know, and like, Which actually it wouldn't be that awkward actually. On, yeah. Honestly, Ohio is a really bad example of that. It, it'd be like, it'd be like going to visit, visit Ethan and then going New York. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> there we go. I fixed it. Ohio doesn't sound that bad. It sounds like it could be a, it be a greeting. Decent, yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of vowels. It sounds like it'd be okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we, we have all of these issues, right? And so, <laughs> so, but that, that's my biggest issue is that they're, they're really trying to force the like, oh, yes, we're all friends. And it's like, yeah, no, you are. And aloha is a big thing in Hawaii. Everybody, everybody's really cool with the word. And stuff with that, but I mean, don't name your don't name your region something. Don't name don't name your region after your greeting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I would have been totally fine if they named it Alola, and then like everybody's like Aloha, like just just rip it straight from Hawaii. You know, yeah. you pretty much did. You just you just replaced a letter. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, no Alola. Other than that, I think it's fantastic. It, it's like a perfect representation of Hawaii. Like, 100%. It really is. And it really gives that flavor of tropicalness and, mm-hmm. you know, this uh, Pacific-centric culture that's so... It's oh, just so man. rich. It's so good. Yeah, no, I, I mean, when I saw Alolan Marowak the first time, oh, I'm like, yes. yeah, no, this fits perfectly because it's a, it, it's a fire dancer, mm-hmm. you know? And that's a huge thing in Hawaii. I, I don't even think... It, it's not even part of, like, the deep culture of Hawaii. It's like it's after really, they started... It was after they started commercializing it, actually. It's like um, a Pacific thing, yeah. Well, like, they used to just do, like, twirling and stuff like that, right? And then I think there was a guy when they were, like, it was, like, it was like a tourist thing. And there, mm-hmm. and so some guy was doing the twirling and everything like they used to traditionally. And he's like, you know what? I'll just light these ends on fire. It'll be cool. <laughs> and that, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Now, don't quote me. But, yeah, he's uh, a physicist. Not a historian. Yeah, I'm not a historian. Let's <laughs> let's keep this let's keep this straight. I just run a Pokemon podcast. Uh, and it's funny, that's what people think of once you when you take up Hawaii, that's one of the first things they think of, ironically. Yeah. Well that and ah, hula dancers. <laughs> let's not talk about hula dancers either. Let, let's please just let's. No. <laughs> <But continue. laughs> uh, let's let's talk about the disappointing fact that there's no blossom in, in uh, Alola. Right? Uh, isn't that isn't it's, that just like a missed opportunity? Big, big missed opportunity. I, we should have had. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's like our first Alolan was uh, Blossom. It was the Alolan form of Vileplum, and, and yeah. it wasn't even featured there. It's incredible, incredible. I, I think that's incredible that we couldn't get Blossom in Alola. It's so sad. 
even like an even I would have even would have loved like an Alolan blossom with its leaves of a different color so it matched more. Right, but wouldn't that be cool? That would have been awesome. We got instead of we got Oreo cocoa, we got Oreo cocoa. That's true. Yes, which is pretty awesome, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're right. Uh, Oreo cocoa is all right. I, I I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I'm a little upset that the different forms don't get different level up. You know. Mm-hmm. The health sword, like for each of their um, like types help them. Yeah, I. But they are based on the finches that are in Hawaii. Fun fact: this is a thing. They go to different islands. They do look different. Yeah. So that that's one hundred percent a thing. Uh, all of the islands, though, are very are very resemblant. Are very uh, not symbolic of like the islands in Hawaii, though. Uh, there are um, eight islands. There are eight Hawaiian islands, by the way. And we have four Alolan islands plus the one synthetic island that we made or that the Ether Foundation made, even though it's pretty much just a giant boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a giant boat. But uh, there, there is no synthetic island in Hawaii, as as far as I know. Um, but there, you know, uh, Pony Island is that? Can somebody tell me if that's the correct pronunciation? Um, uh, you're asking the wrong man when it comes to is, is it is it Pony Island or Pony Island? Like, for some reason, I'm thinking it's called Pawnee Island. For some reason, yeah, I think I, it might be Pawnee Island. It's actually based on uh, what is it? Um, there's uh, there's an island in uh, it's uh, oh, it's Kauai, Kauai. Kauai is actually okay. an island that has uh, very few people on it, just like Pawnee Island. <laughs> like very few people actually live there. Um, okay. So I think that's really cool. Um, I also thought it was really cool that the Pokemon League, um, instead of being on Oahu, which is the most populous island, which is what Mele Mele Island's based on, was on uh, the quote unquote what they call the Big Island in Hawaii, which is the island that is literally just called Hawaii. Um, and so I thought that was really cool that the Pokemon League is on the biggest island. It's on the island they call Hawaii. <clears throat> so I thought that was super interesting. That is, that's a new, very interesting uh, Easter egg. Yeah, right? Um, and then also, I think I believe Akala Island is based on Maui, um, which is pretty much the resort island, which all of the resorts are on. And it's fantastic. There's just so many, like, it's just like, this is 100% Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> and that's what I love about it. That's it's, it's that bringing that Pokemon and Game Freak does a great job of just on, not just giving us a great, great Pokemon game but also bringing mm-hmm. into it so much love of different cultures and different aspects of the world and just saying hey we are all pokemon everyone no matter who you are and we see this clearly in their commercials that's true uh, right uh where it's like hey you might be from hawaii you might be from japan you might might be from egypt it doesn't matter this is pokemon and we're all pokemon and we're bringing everyone to the table and to the world and just giving it so much life mm-hmm. oh I didn't even know this. Um, so um, here's here's an Easter egg for you guys. So Melly Melly Island, there's one trial on it, right? Who's the who's the trial captain on uh, on Melly Melly Island? Remember uh, his name? I don't remember any of the names. <laughs> Still. Wait, wait. Melly Melly, that's the island you start off on. Yeah. You mean Hal's oh. grandfather? No, that's the Kahuna. Um, oh, I'm yeah, talking about the trial the... captain. Uh, yeah. His name his name's Ilima. Ilima, yeah. Which is the, actually the state fl- or n- the uh, the island flower of uh, of Oahu, which is what it's based on. Yeah, uh, that's actually really cool. 
I'm a, that I'm is really... pretty. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. So there's also the Waikiki Strip, which is pretty much like that road you walk on right next to your house. Uh, also, let's take a moment and just say how your house is where you heal your Pokemon. You can heal your Pokemon in your house, but you live next door to a Pokemon Center. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. So that's a little weird. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> There's lots uh, of chances to to heal your Pokemon in this generation. It's like mm-hmm. everywhere. Well, but to be also, fair, you don't go to the next. You don't start really start off in the first time. You have to go to mm-hmm. the other direction first. Yeah, that's true. The beginning. Um, so Hollowee City, which is right there as well, has a has like a mall you can go in, and it's actually based on the Alamoana Mall, um, which is the big mall on Oahu, um, as well. So just huh. throwing that out there. There's just so many like real life, you know, uh, back and forth. Um, another another one would be uh, would be Ten Carat Hill. You know how it's like a mountain that you go in and then you can go into the okay, center yeah. and like there's nothing there. So it's just like Diamond Head Crater on Oahu as well. This is like excellent too if you want to like plan a vacation to Hawaii and you want to visit these locations. This is uh, it. They're not. This they're is not. The they're not. You know. They're not like super geographically correct. I will throw <laughs> that out there. Well, uh, it's still. Awesome to go to a place where something is based off. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I I made a point when I went to Hawaii for my uh for my honeymoon in June, to uh I went and sat on the exact park bench they put the reveal trailer in, uh, the Japanese trailer in. Huh. I that's like because awesome. you know how like they all get together and they like at the end they like go and uh hang out on the park bench. Yeah. Uh, we were staying literally. Um, we were staying within walking distance of, the, of that beach. And cool. so. We like we. I made a. I made a point of like going to that picnic table, and like that sitting there. Uh, I think we took some pictures. I don't know if we sent them out at all. Um, so let's see. I want to. I don't want to go over all these. There's a lot of like back and forth that are pretty much like the same, and it's just like yeah. look at all these awesome things. Like there is a ranch on Maui, just like the one that you go to on Akala Island with the Mel Tank and the uh, Tauros. Oh, cool. Awesome. So yeah, they just like took everything straight. Straight from it, like 100%. They're like, yeah, this is how it is. Just uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, it's the, the it's the fact also that we have the graphical capabilities to be able to do something and give it Yeah, that's enough. true. That's yeah, true. We would, wouldn't be able to do that. We wouldn't have been able to do that in Gen 3. We wouldn't have been able to do that even in Gen 4. You know, um, there there were some minor things that like hints that they're based on those regions, like the, uh, the, the sand, uh, being buried in sand, like in Hoenn. You yeah. You do that. And you could do in Lava Ridge Town, I believe it's called. Yes. Um, and then, you know, in uh, in Platinum version, Sinnoh would get snowy because you know it's the farthest northern, it's the most northern part of Japan, which is which is going to be the coldest during winter, obviously. And so, yeah. Oh man, so let's go real quick. I'll talk about a few other things because I don't want to <laughs> sit here all day and just being like, "This is Hawaii." And it's awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> um, let's see. I want to. I want to pick one really good, and then we're just we'll just end it there, and we'll talk about whatever else we want to talk about. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. Um, so we have the Molly Garden on. Uh, what's it called? Uh, what do they call it? Ula Ula Island. So Ula Ula Island is uh, is based on the on the Big Island, Hawaii, and. Mm-hmm. So there's actually a there's actually just like the garden in Malamala City, there is actually a a garden called I'm gonna butcher this name because it's named after I believe the last queen of Hawaii. Um maybe no, no, that's Kapiolani. That's different. Um 
This is this is different. This is a Liliwu Kalani Park and Gardens. It's on it's on the Big Island. It is exactly like Molly Garden. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is designed to look like a Japanese garden. <laughs> uh, mm. So that's another one. There, there's just so many. There's so many to talk about. Um, so I would definitely, uh, I definitely look out. Um, also, I I mentioned this on a show. I don't know if either of you guys were on it, but I would I would definitely look out for a sequel to these games. Really? Yeah. Um, so I was actually talking to Sycamore um, a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I guess now. Uh, we put out the episode only like two weeks ago, but it was we talked about it a month ago, and so we were talking, and he's just like, "Yeah, did you notice in on every island there's like a building being built?" Hmm. Uh, That's did you right. Notice that? Did you notice that mm. in in Holly City there's a there's a there's a building being built, in uh, Molly City there's a building being built, on Akala Island I forget what the name of the city is. Um, but it is, there's also a building being built and then yeah, you're at, right, the, you're right, at yeah. the Seafolk village, hmm. there's a building, building being built. Um, his, his theory and, or whoever he heard it from, their theory was that they were building gyms because they're, they're founding a Pokemon league in, oh. in, uh, in Alola. So I'd be, I wouldn't be very surprised if like, I mean, we've been hearing these Pokemon stars rumors, right? Yeah. Um we've been hearing about these Pokemon Star rumors on the about on the Nintendo Switch and stuff and I mean obviously that's the way you're going to sell that console if it doesn't sell well. Like that that's a good plan B to yeah. Zelda Breath of the Wild which doesn't need a plan B. But uh it, it's a fantastic idea and you know but I think it would be more of a sequel a follow-up to get people to buy that game in addition to, you know, Sun and Moon instead of just making a Sun and Moon port straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'd just be like, hey, check out Alola two years later, just like we checked out oh, Unova two years later in Black and White 2. Yeah, that would be what? amazing. Yeah, they add some gems in, and it's just like, oh, man, this is the classic Pokemon, you know? With, uh, you know, this is a classic Pokemon. After we, you know, strayed from the formula so much. It, it would know. be nice it, to, to come back to it in a different way. Yeah, I think it'd be very interesting. So, if you haven't, check that out. <laughs> Check it out. It would be very interesting to come back to it after, after going through you know the the changes, being like, okay, let's see, let's see that go back. Let's let's take this really cool region we built, and mm-hmm. see it try to conform to some of our older standards. Do you think that Pokemon Stars, if it does exist, will definitely bring out not only Alola back but maybe Kalos? Because I keep thinking that we. Uh, we were robbed of a chance to just go back to Kalos. I. In my in my opinion, I think that we were uh, we were definitely. I, I think there might have been like a third game in the works. Yeah. But what happened was, I mean, first of all, I after looking at the sales numbers, I've said this I think a few weeks ago. I do not, I do not doubt that there was no like there was good reason there for there not to be a Pokemon Z. Yeah. Pokemon Black and White Two sold horribly compared to the previous, or compared to Platinum, compared to Emerald. Like. Okay. It was just like, oh no, we don't want to rehash of the formula, and it's just like, okay, I understand, but I think it could do well, honestly. You know, if you if you boast that it, like it's got superior graphics in the case of the Switch, which I doubt it's going to be much better, but yeah. we'll see. Well, um, there is an HP element, an HD element that they have to deal with when they. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like an optional thing; they can't just port it and let it yeah, be. No, I, if you have a unit that is designed to work on an HD TV, you have to prep it for HD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would just look horrible. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, we're not going to be able to have the 3DS resolution. The 3DS resolution is abysmal. Yeah. It's like 800 by 240. And so <laughs> you can tell if you look hard enough. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. If you look hard enough, you can tell. But they do a fantastic job with it. I'll give them oh, that. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, I, I think that, I mean, with the slowdowns that there are, and like with all of the lag that exists in Pokemon right now, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Me neither. I wouldn't be surprised. So we're going we're gonna to put that on the shelf. <laughs> and we're gonna wait until next week and see what happens. Uh, when yeah, they when so they have the switch, yeah. when they have the switch announcement, we'll see if it's there. I wouldn't be surprised because they they have this point they have this point process where they uh they give me a game and then like two months later they're just like, hey, here's the next thing you're gonna want. <laughs> yeah, uh, here's the next kind of hype train. Choo choo, get on board. Here's the next thing you're gonna want, and I'm just like, okay. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to take a quick commercial break here, guys, and we'll come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. And last time on Dedenes of Our Lives, Ivy Storm was still trying to find out who the father of her child was. Ivy Storm! Ivy, Ivy, Ivy Storm! She knew that it could be Charmeleon's son, but they'd also had an affair with Chansey. Charmeleon! And meanwhile, Meowstick and Buneary were seeing each other behind Gallade's back. Meowstick! Buneary! Gallade! Gallade! Join us for the fist-clenching, heart-wrenching season finale of Dedenes of Our Beautifies. And welcome back, guys. We are here with the Pokemon of the episode, National Dex number 103, Executor, the Coconut Pokemon. Its moon entry states, as as it grew taller and taller, it outgrew its reliance on psychic powers, while within it awakened the power of a sleeping dragon. (laughs) Okay, so before we go on, in the last segment, we were talking about... uh, uh, Kawi Island, um, and uh, I was incorrect. I had my my Hawaiian geography mixed up, and I was thinking of uh, Kawi Island, I believe. Kihau Kihau Island or Nihau Island. My apologies, I had all the words messed up there. Um, <laughs> I had those two mixed up. Uh, that's actually based on a Lolan Executor Island, so good segue there. Um, and along with uh, Kawi, because between the two of them, like 170 people live on them. Uh, Kauai Island, though, as we were talking about, actually has like 66,000 people living on it. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's still plenty of places on that island that have like nobody living in them, much like the canyon on Pony Island. There we go. I made my fix in Hawaiian There Jones, we go. So You're no I didn't want, longer. I didn't, want, I didn't want people to like think that I was I was dumb, but, uh, even though I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a permanent I, affliction. It was just at the time. It was just at the time. Uh, I, w- I was dumb at the time, though, because I had my islands mixed up. So, but we're, let's talk about Alone Executor. Alone Executor is uh, the tallest Pokemon ever. Yeah. Uh, and he's a dragon type instead of a psychic type because he woke up the sleeping dragon within. <laughs> Which we have no idea what that means. Uh, so everybody's just like, man, Alone Executor, it must be really good at, like, Pokemoning. And the answer is not really. No. Uh, <laughs> um, not. So Alolan Executor has base stats of uh, 95 HP, 105 attack, 85 defense, 
125 special attack, which is pretty high. Uh, 75 special defense and 45 speed. Pretty low. But yeah. let's take a look. So uh, there's there's a couple of ways you can run it. Uh, first of all is that uh, you, he can actually work really well in a trick room. Maximus was talking about this beforehand. So you could run a you could run a set where he's running you know minimum speed and stuff like that. He actually gets access to trick room, so he can learn trick room. Mm-hmm. Um, you could throw Draco Meteor on there to capitalize on that 125 base special attack. You could throw uh, he gets flamethrower. Fun fact, uh, you could throw that on there. Energy ball this or is leaf a dragon. Storm. Energy ball or leaf storm gets that grass stab. So that's fantastic. And on top of that, so if he's running uh, if he's running trick room. I would suggest either running Grass EMZ or Dragon EMZ. Because then you can just hit really hard. You can hit whatever you want really hard with 252 yeah. special attack investment. Mm-hmm. So I th- go for that. I mean, there, there's also a couple. You could run him with Harvest. You know, um, he's got the Harvest ability. So you could capitalize on that with like a Citrus Berry or a Lum Berry or something like that. Um, it works better in Sun. So it might be more of a double strategy, but I don't see it working well in doubles anyway. <laughs> Or yeah. you could just run it uh, the best way. You can definitely run Executor, which is just don't run it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another way to run it, though, you could just max out the attack. Uh, run him bulky, you know. Um, it could work again in Trick Room. But he gets access to Dragon Hammer there. He gets access to Earthquake. He gets access to Wood Hammer. And you could throw on Trick Room as, like, the fourth slot again. Just to make just to capitalize on that. Um in my opinion, Trick Room's not a very viable, like, single strategy, but somebody else could go ahead and show me wrong. I mean, Trick Room is, uh, I like playing Trick Room in doubles, and this is just a personal playstyle thing. Like, somebody could probably make a singles Trick Room team work, you know? Yeah. And it, it's an awesome form of speed control. I've seen some people play it against me. Um, it doesn't always work against me, um, mostly because I can see it around it. But in doubles, it, it's fantastic. I, I love Trick Room in doubles. I think because those matches go way faster, and so you can actually capitalize on the five turns of Trick Room. But that, those are just my two cents. But, I, I mean, you could probably make this work in singles. I don't see why not. At least have fun with it, right? My problem with Executor, even because I love all Pokemon, you don't have to be good or powerful to be for me to play it. Because... As you all guys know, I'm a TCG guy, but I love the video games. I play the video games a lot. I just don't train competitive yet. So, But my issue with Executor is by the time you get Executor, Alolan Executor, in the game, you're running against many dragons and ice types that outrun him so easily. <laughs> uh, anything with it, Ice Beam. Anything with Ice Beam. And Whoa. it's like, even, do, even in the game where you're not even training to be competitive... It's so hard to use them because everything kills them in one go. I remember yep. you, I got Alolan Executor and I immediately got into a cave and all there was in that cave was freaking Alolan uh, Sandshrews and, and uh, Alolan Duck Trios and they were constantly knocking out my uh, Alolan Executor, <laughs> causing me to just box them and like, I'm not going to use them. I'm sorry, it's not feasible. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, <laughs> that absolutely sounds right. He well, is, you don't uh, train one to get one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give you one in the game. Like you, you pretty much just like walk into one. Yeah. So that I mean that's all right. It, it's not the best Pokemon, but it's it's a Pokemon. It's actually worse than uh, I think regular Executor in Pokemon Sun and Moon, because okay. regular Executor. No, never mind. I'm wrong. Um, I was just like regular Executor did get a boost in something, didn't it? It did. It got a boost in special defense. Yeah. Uh, bringing it up from oh, a base sixty-five good. to a base seventy-five. 
Um, but yeah. the difference between a lowland executor and regular executor is that regular executor gets 10 extra base speed, so you get a base speed of 55. That's mm. he's cruising with that, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he it it takes away 10 points from his base attack, which at 95. So it meh. That, that's really the only difference. I I honestly think Alolan Executor has the better spread. Yeah. Um. That just because you get that extra ten in attack, you're going to use that more often than you're going to use the extra ten in speed. Yeah. When the speed's that low, like it, if it was a difference between like a base seventy versus a base sixty speed, I'd say whoa, 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 there, buddy. Now you have a difference. Yeah. But a base a base fifty five to a base forty five, I don't see a difference. Speed tier wise. Those are my two cents on Alolan Executor and speed tiers. Uh, <laughs> so in the TCG, we have absolutely nothing because nothing has been revealed or released yet for Alolan Executor. But we nope. uh, will sit here and wait for it to as normally the TCG actually, does. Actually, did you, know, did you know 20 years prior to uh, Alolan Executor or not 20, maybe 19 or 18 years prior to Alolan Executor? The TCG actually predicted Alolan Executor. Mm. Really? Did you yep. know this? Because there was a set um, in Japan only. I don't. I think it made it to the U.S. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, there is actually a set. Let me see. I forget what it was called. Um, oh, it was actually from the Jungle set. Actually, that on the top of the TCG booster boxes, okay. there was actually um, an elongated executor on the on those oh, boxes. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Is, is that the one with the primate or? Uh, it's the manky hanging on it. Manky. It's the Mankeys yeah. hanging on it, yeah. And so it's the jungle set, and so they actually have an elongated neck on the Executor. Yeah, I think this was the uh, the same box where they uh, revealed the first cards for um, Marrow as well, because it was uh, like... no, this is the jungle. No? This is jungle. Oh, just jungle. Okay. This was the Japanese J- TCG booster box. You're thinking? Gotcha. I know. What, I know what set you're thinking of. I know exactly yeah. what set you're thinking of. Um, but it, no, a different set. Different set. Gotcha. All right, so that is that's pretty much. I don't know if I can say anything else about a lone executor. <laughs> yeah, don't play it. Uh, I mean, you can't. You oh. can try. You can definitely try. I'm not gonna say don't try. Um, I'm not gonna okay. try. But you can. I got something about um. <laughs> there's something I noticed about um executor executor when I'm playing the games. Can anyone ever see the top of it? Like when the games are no all- no like in the in the Pokedex, it's like intentionally half of it. Its head is out of the screen. See, I wish I could name one Get Your Head in the Game, literally. Oh my gosh, that'd be fantastic. That's the best nickname for a Lolan Executor. But it won't fit. Get Your Head in the Game. You could probably, like, come up with, like, uh, like a way to get around that. You could probably, like, abbreviate something. Yeah. Maybe get you are Head, I guess a smiley face, yeah. in the DA game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That might fit. There's got to be a way. Oh, well. Okay. So if you want to learn more about Pokemon, you can check out PucklePodcast.com where we have a host of articles uh, being written about things. So check that out. We, our writers are fantastic and will talk Pokemon. Scrawn does an awesome in the meta article as well. So check that out. Um, and so we're going to take it on over, guys, and we're going to kick it over to the mailbag. for the mailbag send in your emails 
Brazil. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Yeah, they did it. Okay. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. I think there's actually a few people that don't have it yet. Uh, so <laughs> we will we will go ahead and try to find out who that person is. Um, so uh, last week, our mail for those of you who are new to the show, I should start there. Uh, the mailbag segment is where we read viewer emails uh, or l- viewers. Yes, they are viewers, not listeners. Um, <laughs> listeners emails on the show. And uh, we typically have a prompt question. Obviously, you don't need to answer that. We'll pretty much it. We'll pick our favorite few emails of the week, and we'll go ahead and read them, respond to them on the show. So let's uh, let's dig right on in. So our first email is going to be from the sentient Pokeball. So let me pull that up. Um, okay, here we go. Greetings, fellow Pokelonians. It is I, the sentient Pokeball, writing into the main show after what it seems like forever. I have become thoroughly consumed with the Pokemon TCG and regularly <laughs> chat with Puckalonians in our Puckle TCG Facebook group. I have been diligently breeding Pokemon, though, so I plan on entering the upcoming Puckle tournament. By the way, everybody, the UTC is up. You can go and sign up for it right now. Go and do it. Uh, you have until, I believe, the 20th to do that. So please go sign up for the UTC. Um, I hope to see you there, as I said. Um, also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweeten the pot a little bit, too. Hmm. Uh, the prize pot. Um, so we're giving away, first of all, the Nationals TCG mat, which looks really slick. That's, that's like first prize. You win it, you get this really cool, nice Nationals TCG mat. Um, on top of that, you'll also get a green Tauros badge, like a physical one. Um, mm. Now, if you get in second place, you'll get a Generations box of pretty much your choosing, because we have almost all of them in the Puckle prize closet. Thanks and to Dr. Shamu. And when Generation box, he means the... The one Generations TCG a promo, yeah, I know. It includes a promo card and two booster packs and a pin, and a and pin. A it's pin. not the actual Generation box. Which <laughs> yeah, it is. yeah, thirty-six boosters. In addition, yeah. you'll also get a green Tauros badge, uh, uh, and then because I have a lot of these badges, I gotta give them away. Um, yeah, I wish I then, had one. And then door prize is gonna be a choice of either a Generations box or a green Tauros badge. Jushiro, you'll get one. Maximus <laughs> needs one too, I think. Uh, so. Uh, you guys, you guys will get them. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should definitely sign up for the, uh, the upcoming tournament. Uh, while watching various regionals and international streams on Twitch, I breed my mons, so my life is a never-ending stream of Pokemon. By the way, remember when some of us thought that the, that hyper training would almost eliminate breeding? What a fool I was. <laughs> In any case, let's get to the mailbag question. What is my least favorite Alolan Pokemon? To be quite honest, I like a lot of the new Pokemon. This gen has a lot of memorable newcomers. And the amount of awesome new bug types introduced are, are some of my favorite additions. Hashtag make bugs great again. Ugh. I enjoy all of the Alolan forms, or at least tolerate them, so I have to be able, I have been able to narrow my selection of least favorites down to just two. These are Bruxish and Gumshoes. Both are absolutely hideous, but that's actually the only reason I dislike Bruxish. Because otherwise, I think it has a great move pool and abilities. Gumshoes, well, let me, I'll let you guess why I dislike that Pokemon. Hint, it has something to do with the elephant in the room. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's a good one. But I'm just, that's a really good, I love that hint. That was a, that was a good one. Um, 
<laughs> well, <laughs> I shall get you the best. Yeah. Well, I shall get back to breeding now. I hope I can at least win one game in the upcoming UUTC if I don't get paired up against R-Sigma round one, that is. The sentient Pokeball. Yeah, as I said, though, UUTC, you get uh, it, you get a chance to win, like, a green Taurus badge or a Generations box just by signing up and doing your battles. Um, it's double elimination, so you have you everybody gets at least two rounds to play. And I'm planning on this time um, having everybody send in their battle videos, and then Snag and I or somebody else will commentate on it. And uh, we'll get those put up on the YouTube so you can actually watch what's going on. I, I really want to be able to do that. I want to get more content out there like that. Or like a silver conference. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I we'll pick like one battle per round or something like that to commentate and highlight. So I think that'd be a really cool way to do it. Cool. All right. Who wants to grab this next one from uh, Nathan Pete? Or, oops, said it wrong. Uh nah. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> uh, okay, go for it. Go for it, uh, uh, Jushiro and or Maximus. I'll go. Okay, okay. so, good day from New Zealand, where seasons are irrelevant to what kind of weather we have. It's Naturator here, and I got and I got to say, happy belated New Year's to everyone. Happy New Year's to you, too. Good day. Uh, I've enjoyed playing through my copy of Pokemon Moon, and I'm on my way to catching the Ultra Beast and also drawing my Alolan Raichu looking smug while drinking a lemonade in front of Lusamine. Okay, so if he's got a picture mail- of that, he needs to send that to us. He he did? Oh, okay. No, he needs to. I mean, oh, he needs to. <laughs> I need to see that picture. So, on, uh, onto the mailback, my least favorite Gen 7 Pokemon, I've got to say, is Marshadow. Because to me, it looks out of place in Pokemon Universe. It, I, and I just hope the Pokemon Company knows what kind of story they are going to make to make Marshadow seem more at home in this game. Other than that, I feel the rest of the Alolan Pokemon are interesting, unique, and especially Celestella. Keep up the great work, and I hope to keep more contact during 2017. Naturator out. Uh, also, he sent a po- podcast intro, so you guys heard that intro at the beginning of the podcast. Um, it wasn't his. His is going to be next week. But uh, we have Ellis Holmes at the beginning uh, here, so thank you again. Uh, he does he does fantastic work there. If you would like to be at the intro of Puckle, you can go ahead and record an intro just saying, li- coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, and we'll probably slap it at the beginning of a show one day. Um, we'll, we'll do all the effects ourselves. You don't have to worry about it. Just record yourself if you want to do it in any way you want to do it. So uh, definitely go ahead and do it. Podcast intros are awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next one is from uh, Breeder Eddie. Um, you can grab this one if you want, Maximus. Okay. I'm out of my cave. The game came out. I was done with finals at school, and I finished the game. I plan on being at the next chat box meetup. Which is sure. actually today when this podcast comes out. Uh, it's at 7 p.m., so come and do that. I'll be giving out dittos, and I'll also be giving the patrons the uh, nine tails that I owe them from last month. Hmm. All right, they'll show up. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah, show I up. I want my nine tails. <laughs> keep going, Maximus, keep going. I apologize. That was fine. And I'm not sure if I should do it while I'm at work or if I should leave work early and do it from home. But either way, I hope I'm able to make it. Um, I would just leave early from work, so yeah. Yeah, priorities, man, priorities. Yeah. 
Don't want get. We don't want anyone getting in trouble. I know. Pokemon no, no. I mean, quit job, your job, and just join Puckle. <laughs> oh, please don't. Complete opposite. What I'm saying. <laughs> please don't. Um, I've gone through and listened to some old episodes. Awesome content, guys. Keep it up. Breeder Breed ready. ready. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and grab this next one. So this next one is from uh, Barkley Lola, and he's got an awesome story. So you guys stop and, like, comment on literally any part you want to. I think it's awesome. I think he used to be on the show as uh, Barkley Lola, but he decides Mm -hmm. to uh, go by the new name Unova Champion Nicholas. Mm. Hmm. Alola, Trainer Thatch and Professor Sycamore, um, or Jushiro and Maximus, whichever one you want to go with. Um, I am not programmed with the right dialogue to start this email. Let me unleash my hidden power to... To hit you with a soothing aromatherapy. I first encountered Puckle in the Tall Grass with episode number 36, Abilities. Oh, God. That was like year two of Puckle. Uh, I apologize for all of the garbage you had to listen to. Uh, At least that's a rough estimate. The original date is not correct due to the site change. That's true. The site change did uh, screw up a lot of the dates. Um, I fled the community much like Pokemon Trainer ended after the battle at the Giant Chasm in Black and White 2. What have I been doing off screen? I've traveled to Route 209 and pay the respects to the Lost Tower. I locked eyes with Lorekeeper Zinnia and heard the tale of her intense battle with Ethan to save the world. My skills were put to the test at the Battle Frontier where I faced hacks after hacks. I caught up with Drayden and Iris at the Lumio City Pokemon Center. I've surfed every region in hopes of finding shards to trade for stones. Okay, not really. What's been happening? I've been searching for truths and ideals. I started listening to your show when I was seismic... Uh, your show, what, uh, I started listening to your show. I was seismic tossed because I love Pokemon. My friends wanted nothing to do with the franchise. I pedal danced away from them and saw your podcast. I've occasionally chimed in on the show over the past few years. I guess I qualify under old school puckle. Absolutely. If you think that you started at episode 36. Oh yeah. Uh, what episodes did you guys start at? Do you guys remember like at all? Oh, I will have to go back and and check. In fact, uh, I think you might know nice little Jishiro, um, trivia, um, my first interaction in the game was actually a mailbag I sent in. Uh, I was the guy that had the girlfriend that made the Pokemon Valentine's Day thing. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that was, was you. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. I actually remember that. <laughs> hmm. uh, well, do you remember when you when you started listening, Maximus? You you were much longer than Jushiro, I think, because that would oh, have yeah, been like sure. when you did that Valentine's thing. That was like right after we came back as like new rejuvenated Puckle with Bo. Oh yeah, that was like yeah, two was, years ago. That yeah, was like two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I've been here about maybe. I would say almost three years now. I know you were you were here before Bo, right? Or no? Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. I, I just did um first email interaction. I've been listening to you guys for like three years, but as far as interacting, uh, that's a good question. That's a real good question. This is definitely when I was still back in back in Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, quick question to you guys: Like, I assume you guys were listening before you like send in emails, right? Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Like, how how long did you guys listen before you send in emails? A good, I would say, a good eight months to maybe ten months before really? I sent the first email. Yep. I did about a month. Okay. Okay. So I, this isn't geared towards Maximus because he's obviously way cooler than you now. Uh, but <laughs> what? What? Like, what made you wait that long? Like, I'm just really curious. Uh, I guess it was uh, I was just listening and I enjoyed the show a lot. So I was and I would 
uh, at that time, I still have a long commute, but I had a longer commute by that time. So I just yeah. was looking for something to listen to. And I was just listening to you guys. And I, at that time, before that, I was still juggling between all the different Pokemon podcasts that there were. I would yeah. listen to uh, Pokemon cast and, and, and all those. Uh, and eventually I settled with, yeah, definitely Puckle's the best one. So I just started listening to you guys. And at that time, when I had my son Valentine's, I actually was the first time that I actually thought that I had something worth talking about in the podcast where I sent my email. So that's basically it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Cause like, I just want to know what stops people. Cause like, I know there's we have so many people that like are listening to the show right now who haven't said it in. And I'm just like, just do it. Just like hang out with us. Yeah. I want to be your friend. Yeah, definitely. Don't be... wait. Just do it. Uh, it, it is. Look, Jushiro sent don't... an email and now he's like my best Seattle friend. Yay. Well, I don't want to say <laughs> that. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin baskets <laughs> friendship with me. Uh, <laughs> Because I like Basket, too. <laughs> so, Basket, I still love you. Uh, okay. <laughs> too late. Too late. I ruined it. Okay. That, that knows his favorites. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I qualified under old school puckle. I got psyched up when I saw the Sycamore podcast. Your podcast came in a time where I should have fallen out of love with Pokemon. My heart should have swapped. My love for Pokemon never dwindled. Each week or month, a new show appeared, and I was ready for an eargasm. The mailbag would feature Green Taurus Guy, Pokemon, and Shiny Giratina Girl. Yes, it would. Wow. I remember That's all going, of them. That's going I remember. You remember those? Yeah, I remember those. I laughed and cried during your show. I did, too. <laughs> um, Especially doing uh, editing. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh I cannot stress if I I cannot stress if I never discovered your show I would have lost interest in Pokemon. I am currently on a quest to obtain a po- job at the Pokemon Company International. That's how oh, much I love this franchise. Here I'm studying, in Seattle. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I'm studying journalism in hopes of working for public relations for TPCI. Oh, could you at least like tell me when Pokemon makes coming out and stuff? Uh, <laughs> I will lose his job. You know, well, okay, okay. There's like. Like when the update doesn't come in January inevitably because we don't trust the Pokemon company anymore. <laughs> Can we have like better public relations? Uh, I've completed the national decks 4.7 times. I have 4.7. <laughs> I have po- Pokemon Bank full with my national Pokedexes. For fun, I speed run through the Generation 3 Pokedex and Oraz with house rules. My record is five hours. I started to learn how games were programmed. By reading interviews and becoming addicted to Bulbapedia. I filled Pokemon Ranch twice, too. Just from you, of course. I moved to Japan for a year to gain experience for TPCI. I'm sending this email from Pokemon Center Mega Tokyo. Actually, I think Scrawn ran it. No, no. they're gonna. He's. I think they're going to try to meet up with you. Uh, oh, nice. guy. Because hmm. um, I, I know Scrawn's like close. Yeah. I would not be standing in this spot if it wasn't for your show. I consider myself the champion of Unova. I stand by Generation 5 being the best games mechanically in the series. And Don't I agree me wrong. With you. Uh, of course, competitive battling is outstanding now, but I feel w- Black and White took risks and threw tradition off course. Yeah, it absolutely did. It ruined my life. It's just like, oh man, you want that, thir- <laughs> you want that third generation game? No, have two. Oh man, it ruined Torterra. Torterra. Awful poke. Yeah, let's, just, <laughs> let's just forget that I said anything about Torterra ever. Uh, sp- <laughs> um let's just forget that um i want to say one more time uh i want to say one more time your show made me love pokemon my love for pokemon continue to burn in kyogre's drizzle 
<laughs> Mark my words, it may take decades before my dreams leave the dream world. However, I will obtain that job at TPCI. It is all because of this show. Um, thank you very much, Unova Champion Nicholas. Well, you are welcome for that yes. taking place in your. He told me I didn't have to read this on air, but I had to because he was he was boosting. It is my awesome. Ego. Yeah, pretty it's awesome. awesome. It's good. He used B ego boost and it was super effective. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no, it's super awesome. I I I'm super. I I feel honored that I had that kind of role. And like, it's it's that part of the, it's that stuff that like makes me keep doing this every week. Like I, I, it's just like, I haven't had a week in a while to be fair. Like I used to have these weeks where it'd be like, man, I'm not looking forward to the show this week, but I, I had, I can honestly say I haven't had a moment like that where I felt like the podcast was a chore in probably the past two years. That's awesome. I haven't had a moment like that. And I mean, it's because of you guys, like you, you guys and the rest of the, like the Viridian Guild, everybody that records the podcast with me. Um, it's fun to talk to you guys. I mean, I feel like we've built like a really good rapport. Obviously, because we were just like, oh yeah, you want to hang out? Like, you want to fly all the way to Ohio and like hang out? Oh yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I haven't had one of those moments in a while, and things like that where people tell me like they like they the podcast was quote unquote life changing. Like that might be a little excessive. Um, but. It, when they tell me like it, it's had an effect on them. That just makes me keep going. You know, we could have we could have like twenty downloads a week, and it, if one person a week just told me that, like this podcast is making a difference, I'd keep doing it. You know, yeah. uh, we obviously get more than twenty downloads a week, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if we if we only got twenty, that that's all it would take to make me keep podcasting. Yeah. So just remember that when I tell you the download number starts dropping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this last one from Sometimes I, I Fly. Uh, who wants that one? We I love him. Okay, go for go it. Go ahead, Cheryl. Okay, so huh, should I read that warning at the beginning? Uh, skip it. Skip it, skip it. We, okay, so hello, Poco, Poco Crew. It has been a while since I've done the mailbag, but I am always like a mothin to a liquid. Um, it was such uh, – I am. I was such a fan – of all the storytelling and background information that was provided for the new Pokemon that I was charmed by all of them. If that is the reason why I like some Pokemon, then the opposite must be the case for my least favorite. Enter Necrozma. Aside from Looker mentioning that he saw it streak across the sky and it and that it was not an Ultra Beast, there was no mention of Necrozma in the game. It was found in an uninteresting way, a random encounter in a low-level grassy area. Not a fiery mountain like Heatron or a magnificent tower like Rayquaza. Just chilling with some matchups and rock roughs, kicking it Alolan style. On the top... Well, that makes me kind of like it. <laughs> on top of that... That was me. That was not the male. Uh, on top of that... um. I am not a fan of the design. I was happy with the simplistic design of a lot of Alolan Pokemon have, but Necrozma has more of an over-designed Ultra Beast feel that makes it hard to appreciate. Hopefully, it will be get some backstory in the future. Uh, well, we all, saw, we all uh, said that about Saigar, too. Although, we did get it just in this game. I can see it happening since the pris- uh, a prism is up obviously connected to light sources such as the say uh sun and moon 
since I feel like it was cheating, choosing an underdeveloped legendary, my top vote for least favorite common Pokemon is Lycanroc. I was barking with excitement over putting a Rockruff on my team. It was cute and full of personality. Eventually, I had to take him off, though, because his evolved forms felt disappointing in every regard. Looks, character, and competitive viability. Really? Actually, midday, midday, midday form is actually competitively viable. Yeah, like, I like him. I like him both, even the, the midnight like, ex- form. Accelerock is uh, is a decent move. I mean, it, you you run you run Lycanroc as like a Southrock setter. Like that's what yeah. you run him as, it right? You can't you can't. You, there's no other way to put it. Um, Lycanroc, like Stealthrock and Focus Stealth Ash. Rock, yes, Stealthrock, Focus Ash. Put Accelerock on him so you get some priority. But I mean, he's super fast. Um, like he's he's pretty fast as well. So you can like you can probably put something else on there. Like um, uh, what is it? I would I would put something like. I don't know. It, it's a, it would even be like a good ultra beast counter in general. I think um, it yeah. doesn't hit super hard, but things like Feramosa, you could probably take Feramosa out with an Accelerock. Um, I haven't seen the calc, so don't quote me on that. I mean, um, <laughs> you could do some damage. I mean, Accelerock would do that. Um, it outspeeds. Um, what's it called? It outspeeds Cartana. It outspeeds okay. the rest of the ultra beasts outside of Feramosa. So you could definitely do some damage there. <laughs> So I I want to I throw it under the bus and say it's not competitively viable. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I heard Shira on the mailbag last week ask for sets for uh, the Pokemon of the episode. And this is exactly why I make the Pokemon of the Week article on the subreddit. So if you are interested, I post sets either from my experience or from players much superior to myself to uh, for each of the Pokemon of the episodes. In addition, I provide all kinds of other non-competitive details, and community members are encouraged to submit their own ideas for Pokemon. Shout out to Cert Diapsol. Sorry for the shameless self-promotion. No, well granted, sir. Well granted. You do a great yeah, job. He does. Great work. Uh, but like I said, I think this is exactly what he was asking for. To turn it into some puckle promotion in general, I finished catching up on all the articles but, uh, put out by the writing staff over the holidays, and they were a lot of fun. Is that a rum, uh, rainbow beat I see? Look, it's flying to me. Wait, no, don't play rough. Owie, that bug is tough. Sometimes I ride a Taurus. Out. Oh, wonderful. All right, so that is it for the mailbag this week, guys. So thank you to everybody who sent one in. Um, if you would like to send an email next week, you can do so by sending an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Our mailbag question for next week is going to be, uh, what what uh, place would you like the next Pokemon region to be set in? So send that email, and once again, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to hang out with us, of course, you can come to pucklepodcast.com. Come to the chat box. I'm, I try to be there like most nights of the week, so you can come and chat with me and stuff like that. Um, I'll have it up while I'm working on other things. And so you could definitely come there. I mean, come tomorrow or Monday is today um, at 7 p.m. Eastern. That's when we'll be there for uh, a lot of the page or the chat box meetup. We'll have a good time. I'll probably do some streaming on Thursday or so. So we'll have a good time there, guys. On top of that, uh, you can do all of our social medias. You can follow us on Twitter at Puckle Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. You can like us there. You can go to, head to Tumblr and tumble with us on Tumblr at PucklePodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our subreddit where you can see Sometimes I Fly's awesome Pokemon analyses of the Pokemon of the episode. That is at reddit.com slash r slash puckle. You can, of course, review us on iTunes. That would be a huge help. And that we appreciate that. That helps people find us. It helps the community grow. You can also go ahead 
And uh, you can check us out on Patreon if you want to support the show. Um, it's a big help. Uh, we are, I believe, $6 a month away <laughs> from forcing uh, Whimsicott and I to record a science podcast. So uh, it would only be released to the Patreons, by the w- patrons, by the way. You guys can hear us ramble about science. But uh, more importantly, we're like $25, $26 away from releasing a uh, a sweet commentary track for the first Pokemon movie that Ethan and I recorded. So check that out um, by giving donating some money and stuff like that. Of course, don't do it if it's the difference between you eating or something like that. I don't want you to do that. But we do appreciate your support. So definitely check that out. Uh, finally, um, you can always go ahead and go to the Etsy store. Etsy.com slash shop slash Puckle Podcast. And you can buy shirts and TCG mats. So please do that. Um, if you, if you're interested, of course, that's a cool way to support the show and get some physical merch out of it as well. So, uh, I think, I think that's all I say, right? That's usually, that's my spiel. Yep. And don't forget to, uh, this, uh, check out our other shows such as the TG cast, the movie club, and of course the new game corner and Battlecast. Battlecast will and be Battlecast. It's, Battlecast doesn't have a set schedule yet, but it will, uh, <laughs> It's kind of like uh, it's kind of in the wind because I need five. I, I did it on the fifth Thursday of last month, so I haven't found a place to put it yet. Um, so <laughs> it, it, by February, it'll have a, it'll have a set place. Yep. Good day, guys. February. <laughs> Keep me to it. <laughs> Stick it to me. Well, I, I hope to put an episode out this month, but I don't want to make any promises because I do have to do live as well. So yeah. Um, and I have to fly to Santa Fe next week, and it's it's annoying. I, I could we're a Puckle a Network. Yeah, we are. We are kind of a network. Uh, We'll have to we'll have to talk about that in like the next month or so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, thank you all for listening. Um, we uh, I appreciate you guys for doing it. So until next time, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Maximus, and I'm Lord Jishiro. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.